welcome to episode 6 of Frankie's Mama Reads. I am Frankie's Mama, also known as Jess, and as always, you can find me on Instagram and Goodreads at Frankie's Mama Reads. Now, I am so excited for today's special episode, but first, as always, during this pandemic slash time of stay-at-home orders, I have the small bookish business spotlight that I would like to do. So this week on the episode, we are talking about music. So I have the perfect small business to let you guys know about. They're called Carrotfish, and you can find them on Etsy, or you can click the link below in the episode notes. Now this small business is brand spanking new. They have just two sales so far, so go on over and help them get started. They offer downloadable coloring pages for you to print and color at home. Now, I've mentioned a company before on Etsy that has coloring pages, Mrs. Pegatti Arts, but this week I wanted to spotlight Carrotfish because they have some Hamilton-themed coloring pages. Spoiler alert, we've got a song today from Hamilton on the show coming up. On top of the super fun Hamilton pages, they also have a personal library tracker that you can print and color in and fill in to track all the books that you own. They also had some other ones that are like flowers and just some really pretty coloring pages that I think you will definitely love. So go check out Carrotfish and see what they've got. All right, I am here with a special guest today, my husband, Jason Edgar from the podcast Oops All Topics with Jason Edgar. How are you doing, Jason? I am doing wonderful. It's a Sunday, and it feels like summer outside. It really does. In Chicago, this weather is so warm for us. It's like 70, which coming from California used to be cold, so this is pretty awesome. All right, what are we doing here today? All right, so I have invited Jason onto my podcast because I asked him to make me a playlist of 10 songs that I am then going to pair with a book that is perfect for that song. All right, so what is the first book you've got, or song that you've got <laughs> for me? All right, well, you, we, when we were thinking about doing this, you wanted like a demonstration song, so I said <laughs> The Man by Taylor Swift. I would be complex, I would be cool, They'd say I played the field before I found someone to commit to. Which caught on late in society. Uh, but the only reason it got popular was because of its dumb music video. Um, I don't like the lyrics and I don't like the music video, oh, but I do like the song. It has a, it has a nice beat and uh, also Frankie likes it. So what would you pair with this song? Oh my. All right. So in The Man, Taylor is fed up with the double standard that women face. She wrote this song after the trial against the man who sexually assaulted her. And when she spoke up about the assault, she was questioned and he and others wanted to silence her. So the book I have chosen for this song is Vox <coughs> by Christina Doucher. I had so many options of classic feminist books like The Feminine Mystique or the numerous books by Gloria Steinem. But I decided to go with Vox. It is set in the near future of America where women are now nearly silenced so women are only allowed to say 100 words a day and I am pretty sure I've already met that in this podcast 
Now, mm. Taylor points out that if she were a man, she could brag about making money or dating models, but as a woman, she's judged for dating too much. In Vox, women are cruelly punished for saying too much or being considered promiscuous, uh, for doing many things that men easily can. It's a world of censorship that evolves from the world of the man where women like Taylor are speaking up. So I would say The Vox by Christina Dalcher is a perfect accompaniment for Taylor Swift's The Man. What do you think? I think that's fantastic. Now, do you know that I once uh, only got to speak two words for five years? Really? Yeah, for sure. What does that mean? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I went on a, uh, I went on a, um, on a word strike, and I didn't, I didn't say any words for five years, but I, oh had, but I did say two words at the very end of it. Do you know what the two words were? What were those two words? I quit. Oh my! All right, let's move on to the next song, which is Cupid by Sam Cooke. Cupid, please hear my cry And let your arrow fly Straight to my lover's heart for me Cupid, what did I have to say about it? I heard about this song because it was in one of my favorite movies as a child called Inner Space. Have you ever heard of that movie before? I have not. Oh my gosh, it is so great. Greatly used in that uh in that movie, but also, what did I have to say about it? Oh, okay, so I'm going to ask Jess a question. Um, what is the name of a baby angel? I don't know. A cherub. A cherub. Okay, <laughs> yep, that is true. Okay, with that being said, what, what book would you pair with Cupid? Okay, so this song is so cute. So I needed to find the cutest book for this. Now, I had actually been putting off reading Waiting for Tom Hanks by Carrie Winfrey, but I had a feeling it might work for Cupid, so I read it this week. Not only was it the perfect book for Cupid, but it was actually the cutest book, and I cannot believe how much I loved it, because as you know, I am not a big fan of romance. Now, in Waiting for Tom Hanks, the main character, Annie, is beyond obsessed with rom-coms. You can actually see my full review of this, guys, on Instagram. But the reason I knew that this song would work for Cupid is because Annie, the main character, says she wants real love, like Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan love. And in Cupid, Sam Cooke sings, in a cry really, asking for Cupid to help him out. And literally, all Annie wants is for Cupid to help her out too. So it's the perfect book for this song. Well... They both have a cherub in it. Did you know that about the cherub? I did not know. I, I probably did know, but I did not remember that. <laughs> Cupid, don't you hear me calling you? I need you, Cupid. Song number three <laughs> is Stranglehold by Ted Nugent. Not nearly as old, but still probably before me or you were born. Um, this is a song that... Like, I don't know if people like songs because of the the actual music with the instruments versus the lyrics, but I'm always about the rhythm and the guitars and stuff, and this is an example, because I hate Ted Nugent, and I actually hate the lyrics to this song, because I think it's mm -hmm. kind of violent, not very Buddhist, but 
has one of the best guitar solos in music, like no question. And so I wanted to know, and this was kind of a softball for you, maybe because I think having having not heard what you're going to talk about, probably something a little violent. Yes, so I will agree with you. The song, it slaps, but <laughs> it does. But the words, man, the words were a bit much. I don't think I had ever heard this song before getting this playlist. And when I first listened to it, I got a creepy vibe. Like, this guy basically says, you can't get rid of me, get out of my way, I've got you in a stranglehold. This reminded me of Never Let You Go by Chevy Stevens, which is about a woman who was in an abusive relationship 10 years ago. Now, while she was married to her husband, Andrew, she tried to escape. But he followed her in a rage and ended up in a fatal DUI accident. So he spent 10 years in prison for it, and now he's out. He's trying to get his ex-wife and his daughter back. There are a lot of scenes with him where I could definitely see a movie director playing Stranglehold in the background. She, um, the abuse that she survived actually left her with PTSD, which I will argue keeps her in a Stranglehold. She goes through life not sure of who to trust, and even 10 years later in a safe relationship, she sometimes hesitates without meaning to. The abuse left her in such a stranglehold as abuse does. Now, I do have to give a huge trigger warning to, for this book. It is a very realistic depiction of domestic violence, and it actually made my heart race at times. So this one um, was hard for me to put down, though, because I needed to see the resolution. So Stranglehold, the song, is creepy. The book, Never Let You Go, also a little bit creepy, perfect match, I think. Were you satisfied with the resolution? I was satisfied with the resolution, but I was actually shocked by the resolution. Oh, that was, it was quite the twist, I will say. My next song is Tell Me Lies. And I want to have who? a song. Um, <laughs> uh, keep it going. Uh, I want, but by the Black Keys. I was gonna Black say. Keys. I well, was there's gonna... also Fleetwood Mac. I want to make sure I picked the. I did the Wait, right. What? They have a song called Tell Me Lies. What? Yes, of course. Oh they have my. A song. Well, this one's better. Tell me um, lies. Tell me sweet little lies. Oh, I probably didn't know that. Okay, but anyways, I love Black Keys. I I do like just listen to nothing but podcasts throughout my day. I've just pretty much abandoned music except for. The Black Keys and Jack Johnson. When your <laughs> listeners hear this song, they're going to be hooked to. Uh, can I tell a small story? The whole reason that I even got hooked on the Black Keys was because my mom wanted me to make a playlist. That's right, a CD oh, wow. playlist for my brother's 21st birthday. And she, and I was like, well, who does he like? She says he she says he says something about the Black Keys, and so mm -hmm. I downloaded their their like four best songs and love them. And at that party, um, I told my uh, stepdad to uh, get the hell out. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because he was a liar. 
Ah, okay. <laughs> All right. So tell me lies is the perfect. There song we go. For that. Per- yeah. All right. Well, in this song, the Black Keys, they sing, "Every woman who's ever loved you is telling you lies." So I had to go with the book "The Wives" by Taryn Fisher. Now, our narrator here is a woman named Thursday, who is in a polygamist marriage. She has agreed to this marriage, but she's never met the other wives because that's part of the arrangement. But one day, she meets Hannah, one of the other two wives. Now, Hannah doesn't know that Thursday is another one of the wives, so only Thursday knows. And once she meets this other wife, she starts suspecting that things aren't as they seemed. The whole time that you're reading this book, you just know someone is lying. But who is lying? Is it Hannah? Is it the husband? Is it our narrator Thursday? Like every woman, like the song says, could be a liar. We don't know. It's basically opening this book up is saying to the author, hey, tell me lies. It felt like the perfect book for this song. Does the narrator lie? Yes, the narrator oh does my lie. God. Well, it's called you... an unreliable narrator. Oh. This is the epitome of that. My lands. And, and just a, a backstory once again. He, he, my stepdad wasn't a liar. <laughs> He called my mom a name that night, so and that was the end of our of everyone's relationship with him. Wow. So, but I still like the Black Keys. Well, it's a good song. I do. I do actually really <laughs> like that song. All right. Uh, what number are we on? Number five? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you catch that? Oh my. Got your number? And the only reason I even know about this song was because it ended an episode of uh, Santa Clarita Diet. Um, I really love that show, and this is one that I would say is the definition of buttery beat. Just knows what mm, I'm talking about. Okay. I only like songs that have a, quote, buttery beat, and this one certainly does. It doesn't matter to me if it sounds like outlaw country or classical music. If it's got a buttery beat, it'll be on my buttery beats CD. So, got CD. You're <laughs> still using CDs. Wow. Yes. All right. Well, I did not use a CD to listen to this song by Serena Ryder. I actually had never heard this one. But once I listened to it, I wanted to find a book that had a strong female lead that basically says, I'm a strong woman. I don't need no man. So a character who found her inner Lizzo, if you will. But one character who definitely found her strength is Amy Byler in The Overdue Life of Amy Byler by Kelly Harms. Amy is a single mom and a school librarian who's been juggling everything since her husband left years ago. Then one day, he suddenly returns. For a split second, she considers if she wants to take him back. But then, he makes it clear that he's there to reconnect with his kids, not to get back with her. After lots of support and convincing, she goes on a vacation her friend calls a mom springa, kind of like the rum springa that Amish kids take. Mm-hmm. During Amy's mom spring, she gets a makeover, goes on dates, experiences life to the fullest. But the most important thing she does is realize how great she is. In the song Got Your Number, Serena Ryder sings, Finally awakening from the spell I was under, I'm waking up. 
This describes Amy perfectly. She was under a spell, but not a man's spell, a spell that lots of women are under, actually, that tell them they need to be skinnier or curvier, or they need to have a perfect marriage and a perfect job at the same time. Amy wakes up. She realizes that she doesn't need a better wardrobe or prettier hair to be worthy of love. And she realizes that while she deserves love, she doesn't need no man. Well, so it's a good song. My, my, my. Forgot your number. Number one on the charts for country music <laughs> for this list is No News. And um, this... Lone Star? Lone Star. But I think <laughs> that I... Um, I picked up on this when I was like a kid, because when you're a kid in Southwest Missouri, um, <laughs> your parents force you to listen to country music. Now, Jess would like that. She loves country music. Um, but I didn't even know other music existed until Hoop There It Is came out, and oh, we saw my. it accidentally on the radio dial. So anyways, <laughs> one of the few country songs that I do like is No News. And what's interesting about this, even modern day Jason, is that I am a, uh, <clears throat> I'm a, I, have, I teach communication. And so No News is kind of comparable to uh, mass communications. So... And so I really like uh, this this uh, this song because <laughs> I'm going on and on, aren't I? <laughs> because it's just it's like this guy who's like, hey, where, where'd you go? I need some information. Oh, and this song wouldn't work in today's uh, era because of like cell phones. And it's stuff. true. It's just a woman thing out of the drive. I not to worry. I'm an understanding guy. I heard that when you love someone, you gotta let them go. She hollered. So this song is about a woman who just up and leaves one day, and this poor guy hasn't heard a word from her. It, it came out, like you mentioned, a long time before texting and Facebook, so he didn't have a whole lot to go on. All he knew was that she left him with no news. So in the book, The Body in the Attic by Judy Lynn, Jazzy, our main character, is a house flipper who buys a house that once belonged to her aunt's ex-boyfriend. A little bit soap opera here, so follow along. Her aunt disappeared 25 years ago, telling everyone she was leaving their small town and leaving her boyfriend behind. The boyfriend easily could have written no news, in my opinion. The only thing is that in this book, The Body in the Attic, is actually the girlfriend who skipped town. So it doesn't actually end so well for her, but the no news part is actually what adds to the mystery here. So what actually happened to this girl? Nobody mm. knows, and neither did I until it was finally revealed at the end. She just up and left with no news, so it mm. seemed, seemed perfect. Sounds like Gone Girl. Ah, yeah. It's, it's a cozy mystery, so it's not as hard as Gone Girl, like not as scary or serious, but it is still, it's still pretty, pretty dark at times, yeah. Would you get cozy and read that cozy? You know, it's not the coziest of cozy mysteries, if you were really wondering, but if you're interested in cozy mysteries, I had a whole episode dedicated to cozy mysteries last week. Well done. <clears throat> or two weeks ago, I think, so check my, uh, oh my. see all episodes so you can find that episode. <laughs>
The next one is is One Moon Enough, and it's by Jack Johnson. And I I like this song, but <clears throat> there's probably two songs I like on his uh, on this album. Normally I, I, I like like five or six songs on each of his albums, if not the entire album. Um, but this one is funny because it's like you're kind of like a kid at Christmas, like nothing is good enough for you. So even, so I think what he's saying here is like, is one moon enough? Would you like another one? Is one moon enough? If I can see with my cheap telescope that my neighbor has to Exactly. So when I heard this song, which I've heard before, but when I really listened to it for this playlist episode, I noticed that the song talks about wanting what your neighbor has, like wondering if it's even enough. So I had to think of a greedy character. And I had to go with one of my new favorite characters, Riley Wolf, in the book Just Watch Me by Jeff Lindsay. So in this book, Riley has already stolen tons of things before we even meet him. But now he wants to steal the hardest thing he can think of, and he comes up with the crown jewel. Money is not his motivation. He's already stolen enough in the past that he's good there. And this book is actually book one of a series. So in the upcoming second book, he steals a Fabergé egg, and then he wants to steal the painting called The Liberation of St. Peter, which is a literal wall mural, like it's a physical wall in the museum. If he could steal the moon, he probably would, but then it probably still would not be enough for well, Riley Wolf. And Jeff Lindsay also wrote... The Dexter series. <laughs> yeah, which, fun fact, if you go to jefflindsay.com, that is not Jeff Lindsay who wrote the Dexter series. It's a scientific guy. That's not even his website. He had to go with dexter-books.com as his official website. Oh, my. Yeah, so then you find this Riley Wolf series at dexter-books.com. It's quite interesting. He must have been late on the picking up a website name game. Lame. Everything I want is just out of reach. Alexander Hamilton. Um, my, again, kind of wanting the softball one up for you is uh, Burn from the Hamilton soundtrack. I'm erasing myself from this narrative. This future story is wonder how Eliza reacted when you broke up. Also, trying to have you flex your historical muscle here. And what did I want to say here? There's actually two uh, musical songs uh, that I have on my list. Um, <clears throat> oh, I, I think uh, if I'm going to plug my podcast, it would be right here. Uh, Oopsalltopics.podme.com. You can also download it on Apple Podcast. But this week, I talk about how uh, Joe Biden obviously is the Democratic nominee and how he does have allegations currently. But I, I say two things. One, if you don't like the allegations, you can vote for somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. And two, he should join the club. Because, so, because in regards to alleged sexual allegations or misconduct, you have Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, what, that, that one front runner back in the 80s, uh, Anthony mm -hmm. Weiner, and Alexander Hamilton. So literally the forefathers had allegations or 
proclivities even back in the day. So tell me what you think about Burn. Okay. So this may seem like an obvious choice, but I am going with the book My Dear Hamilton by Laura Kamoy and Stephanie Dre. This book is from the perspective of Eliza Schuyler, and it is so, so good. In the song, Burn, Eliza sings to Alexander Hamilton, I'm erasing myself from the narrative. Let future historians wonder how Eliza reacted when you broke her heart. Well, future historians wondered and wrote an entire book about it. Really, they gave a voice to Eliza and let her emotions and her knowledge have a place in the story again. This book is really long, like over 600 pages, but it is so, so good, and I highly recommend it for anyone who loves Hamilton the Musical. It is also the perfect perfect accompaniment to this song. Because in Burn, Eliza speaks up and tells Alexander what he has done to her and how he has ruined her life trying to clear his own name. He made everything about him and his legacy was the only one that mattered. Well, no it wasn't, and Laura Kamoy and Stephanie Dre ensured that she had a voice too. Finally, all these years later. Yeah. <clears throat> and this is... Excuse me. This is a song that's like really violent too. Like she even says like she hopes he burns, mm-hmm. right? So it's like a song that you love, but it's like, well, I don't I don't wish that on anybody. Yeah, and you get a different perspective in the book. She's, you know, sometimes she wants him to burn and sometimes she's like crying cuz that was the love of her life. That was her man and she loved him and then he broke her heart and all the things. There's 600 pages, so she's got oh, plenty of emotions God. in this Get over book. It. Stop. It's <laughs> such a good book, though. You'll sit through Hamilton. You should read the book. Oh, Hamilton's a rap opera. <laughs> well, you could rap the This is a six-hour long, 600-page long Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, my. Well, it's, it's a very good book, and I think for people who do like to read, especially historical fictions. Perfect. Right before you go to bed. It's a good one. I hope that you... So the next song is Those Magic Changes. Why did you pick that one? Um, I picked Those Magic Changes because it's my favorite song from the musical Grease. Um, did you know I was in Grease once? I did. I did know Yes. That. Not the reason uh, she married me was for my singing voice. <laughs> uh, but I sang Beauty School Dropout. I don't even care about that song as much as I care about those magic changes that was sang by Duty in the in this in this in the show. Uh, now Greece has one of the most terrible um, messages of all of the uh, of all the musicals, and it's like just change everything for the guy. Just change your entire personality, the way you dress, the way you do your makeup for the guy. So there you go. And those magic changes is kind of like an encompassing. Uh, time of uh you know high school and things like that on the radio why did i start swaying to and fro i have never heard that song before but if i don't hear it anymore so okay so this song it's all about a song that this guy fell in love to so it felt like the perfect song to pair with the book about groupie turned musician called Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Daisy Jones 
was a teenager in the late 60s, early 70s, who became a groupie in Los Angeles. And then eventually she becomes a star as well. Now in the book, she talks about not having much of a home life, like her parents didn't even notice when she disappeared for a few days. So she found love in music and she became a musician and a star. Music and songwriting was her true passion. The book is much more raw than this very sweet song from Greece, but I could easily hear the band Daisy Jones and the Six covering it. And they actually will have a chance to because Amazon is turning this book into a series. I am so excited about that. I also highly recommend listening to the audiobook for this one. It has a full cast and it is star-studded, including Jennifer Beals and Benjamin Bratt. You can hear so much emotion in their voices and it just grabs you in. It's really good. Just like those magic changes grabs you in. Exactly. Um, I could have chosen this one or Dentist from Little Shop of Horrors, which is literally about him being a dentist. I can't say I've read a book with a main character as a dentist, but in one of my favorite cozy mysteries, there is a love triangle where one of the men is a dentist in town. So wow. I probably could have found a book for you about that, too. Well, there we go. All right. This one is Another and Another by, who sings it? Baby B. Baby B. And we know that because this was the first song that Frankie, our child, ever um, requested to um, uh, Alexa. So the, by I, accident. Well, well by accident. Of, he's a 13-month-old. Yeah, he just babbled into Alexa. He babbled into Alexa, and this song started playing. And so <laughs> I was like, I don't care. I, I mean, we and we remember trying looking for it because mm-hmm. we didn't know how he's. It sounds like Lenny Kravitz. Mm-hmm. So we were like, Did he sing "Baby B" by Lenny Kravitz? But it was, apparently he just said the the name of the artist, and so I think this is the best song they put out. The rest of the songs are not not very oh, have good. Have you listened? Yeah, um, because I was just interested in what my son <laughs> requested, and it's this song that's playing right now. So this was the absolute hardest song on the list to find a book for. The song is essentially about one thing leading to another and another and another. So being someone who doesn't read romance often, finding a couple this into each other on my shelf was really hard. I finally found just the right book called Kiss Me Again by Emma Hart. This is about Ava who needs a roommate to keep her apartment and Ethan, her brother's hot but annoying friend who needs a place to live for a while. Now, Ava can't stand Ethan, but she's also got this huge crush on him. Meanwhile, Ethan has a huge crush on her. As roommates, they keep doing things to annoy each other on purpose, like switching out the sugar for salt, things like that. The banter and their antics are nonstop. It's just one thing after another and another, It's an enemies to lovers story where it takes a while for them to realize, but one thing finally does lead to another and another and another. Oh, baby, won't you let me in? So we can do it all over again. Baby, you're wearing all over again. Come back to time that I touch you. One thing leads to another, then another. 
right, so was it fun making that playlist? Yes, and I can't wait for the next one. Are you going to let me do the, uh, the uh, judging the uh, book by its cover segment soon? Yes, yes. So I am very excited about that. If you have ever seen, what is it, Seth Meyers? Yeah. Um, he has Fred Armisen on, and they kind of show this book, and Fred Armisen's like, oh, yeah, I've read that book. And he goes on telling what the book is about based on the cover. So when I was originally going to do a YouTube channel, we had talked about doing it, but I think it totally will translate into a podcast episode. I'll just show you guys the link to the book. You can see the cover, and then Jason yeah, is maybe going a, to... a week before, just say... Get a hold of these book covers, and then that week we'll bring them up. Right, yeah. And then he's going to tell me what he thinks about uh, what that book is about. And then and then afterwards, you're going to tell me what it's actually about. Yes, so that's what Seth Meyers does, too. He kind of then goes in, okay, let's read the, uh, the inside jacket or the back and tell you what it's actually about and see how close his guess was. So that should be fun, too. All right. But until then, thank you so much for joining my podcast. Maybe I will go on Oops All Topics one day and uh, say hello to your your listeners. Frankie's Daddy Podcasts. (laughs) Pretty cool. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. This has been an awesome show, and I will see you guys next Monday. Until then, you can catch me on Instagram and Goodreads at Frankie's Mama Reads.